0: So as we close out, 2019, Mm -hmm. can you believe it's 2019? (laughs) Even when I say that number, it it sounds... It's over. (laughs) Yeah. And we head into 2020, all right? We've been praying and asking God, seeking God about 2020, 2020, and where we should focus our hearts and efforts as a church. Um... And, you know, God is just reminding us, and we're reminding ourselves of why this church exists. Mm-hmm. It's good to remind yourself. Sometimes when you're part of something, you know, it can become routine, and then you're like, wait a minute, why, why does this church really exist? Why did God have us come to Butler and start this church? And, you know, our vision and our mission for Community Life Church remains the same. We have that statement out there on the wall out in the lobby, yep. um, and again, sometimes you can read something so much you don't even pay attention to it anymore, but our vision and mission does remain the same. It's to help people to know God, uh, because in, in Jesus said to know God is to find eternal life. Right. So we think that's pretty important <laughs> to help people find the way to eternal life, right? <laughs> to help you and help people, the lost people in this city. Yes. In this area, in your families, to know God, amen. to find eternal life, and then in finding eternal life, to find purpose in your life. You know, God has ordained purpose for your life as a part of the body of Christ, um, and that's something that we all need to discover. This is not something you can decide on your own. Well, Correct. What is my purpose? You don't know your purpose until you seek God. Amen. About
1: can I hear Amen?
0: Who He's designed you to be, and. Uh, then to experience his life, yes. to live life as he's ordained us and called <laughs> us to, to live life, to let his life, you know, come into you, awaken you to yes. all these wonderful things of our salvation, and then to work through you. Because it's not just about us. It's come really on. about going back out into the world and yep. telling people the good news. That's
1: the purpose. Um,
0: and it's, and in, in, in all of that comes life transformation. Amen. Right. I mean, the vision and mission of the church, of any church, of this church, is transformation. This mm-hmm. is the point, of a ch- to have a changed life. It's not about just coming and going. I mean, it used to be when people, when in our generation, people went to church, oftentimes just out of obligation, and it just got routine, and people forgot why they were going mm-hmm. and really didn't get any life transformation out of it. You know, now people don't even feel the obligation to go to tell <laughs> frankly. It's like I don't even I don't want to go, I don't need to go, and they they don't even understand really what the point of why a church exists. Right. Why Jesus birthed the church. But it is about life transformation. And life transformation slowly happens when we make the effort to renew our mind to the Word Come of God on. and put it into practice in our life. Yes. Okay. And 2019 is almost over, we're heading into 2020, and you want to look at your life and go, do I know God any better?
1: There we go, let's judge ourselves.
0: You know, are look. you understanding and living out His purpose in any deeper way? I mean, if you're a part of this church, and you, you know, you're making an effort to, to come and be a part and to learn, then you have to ask yourself, well, am I? Am I understanding and living out his purpose any deeper in my life? Are you reading the word? Are you praying more? Like is something changing and transforming in your life? Are you experiencing the life of God, his wisdom directing your life? Does being a member of his of the body taking on more meaning to you? Come on. Come on. I know in certain people in the church it is. I can see it. I can I hear it. You know, you can hear faith. You can. You can hear it by what gets expressed out of the mouth very often, but the title to this message, okay, is built for community. If you are a member of the body of Christ, if you are born of God's Spirit, you are built for community. Like your life in Christ is designed by God, yes, to be lived out in community with other believers, because we are a part of a body, okay. You don't just have, like, if you look at your own body, you don't, this finger isn't just out over there and the foot is over here. It's like you're part, you're unified in a body, yes. right? And, you know, community, we say you're part of, designed us to, to be lived out in community, but community doesn't just mean, well, I just come and I hang out, you know, and we just hang out in community together.
1: <laughs> God's on.
0: designed it, and he's empowered his body, you know, with himself. Like, the anointing that he received when he, we just sang about these things, yes. and up from the grave, he took our sin upon himself. He, he bore this, the curse of our sin, rose o- and overcame it on the third day. And there's an anointing in that. There's resurrection life in that. And God has designed and empowered his body to partake of it.
1: That's correct.
0: And the one of the ways, That's one of the right. greatest ways we partake of it is whenever we Come together as the body, you know, instead of the wrist is just out here on its own. It's like, no, when I'm hooked up, when your whole body is functioning together, there's more power, is there not? You can do some things when your body's working in harmony with all the other parts. That's right. And so we experience greater measures of Him when we come together. We're built for community. Right. This is a a revelation. This is something we're going to be praying about more uh, for it to take root in the church, I think it needs to take root all over the, the, the world, especially in America.
1: Yeah, especially in America, because um, there's a corporate anointing that comes when we're together, and it, you can sense it. Yeah, you can. You can feel sense it. it. Once,
0: often. I don't know every ever when you walk out of church today, if you came in faith and you mm-hmm. opened up your heart to the Holy Spirit, you walk out feeling like oh, I don't know, I got something out of that. How many of you have felt that way? Mm-hmm. That's because you're partaking of Him. Right. And is it not greater than sometimes when you wake up in the morning on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you're by yourself, and you're trying to, like, you're, you know, I'm going to read something, and I get distracted, and I'm
1: mm. going
0: and all that, i got to do my to-do list. Mm. Where's that anointing? <laughs> Isn't it a little harder to find? But I have found that the more that, of course, we're pastors, and so church, we believe in the church. Absolutely. The church is our life. And Even before we, we were in, pastors, we, believed,
1: right. we, we never missed church.
0: But the more you're around the corporate church body, the easier it gets to take home with you day to day that anointing and that focus, and then to come back with the corporate body and you, you, you gain life, and it starts, to, it starts to roll. It starts to get bigger in yes. your life. Yes, yes. But this has to become a revelation for people. Because I think so often people just look at church as an option. If I have time, if I don't have time. But God's designed it that we're built for community. Okay, and so CLC, this church, Community Life Church, you know, our mission to know God, find purpose, and experience life, We, how are we going to do that? Well, we have five core purposes yes. I just want to remind ourselves of. We exist as a church to fulfill these five purposes. This is why... We're here. This is what God put on our heart yes. for this church. And they flow from the great commandment and the great commission. That's right. That's where, that's where these five purposes come from. And as pastors, you know, and leaders of community like church, our vision is to build a church, a body of believers that are pursuing a lifestyle around these five purposes. A lifestyle. See, so this is more than Sunday morning. Yes. It's a lifestyle that we are... Unified around that, we say, Yeah, you know, these purposes are what I want for my life. That's that's we what, lock
1: arms for it,
0: right? And we're convinced, I mean, we just are convinced that and have faith that as we do this together, and this word together is really important that we mm-hmm. do this together, unify together, you know, that we're going to live out, you're going to live out a more significant and impacting life and amen. a more transformed life, amen. And, you, and it's going to be pleasing to God, and it's going to be a witness and have power, you know, to his, to, his, to his glory, to a lost world, people around you that need to know the gospel and need to even know, like, why is church so important to you? <laughs> because it's, it's becoming more and more radical, is it not? To have Sunday morning be set apart or gathering together for prayer or coming to life groups where we're sharing and we're studying the Word of God together. Right. It's getting to look more and more radical to the world. It's like, why do you want to do that? Well, number one of our five core purposes yeah. is, is to love God, to make Jesus the center of our life. Jesus in His Word. Jesus I mean, this is the word, he is the word, but I mean, to make him center is to believe that you know he is the word of God and that we're here to learn of him through the word and obey the word. This is how we begin to make him center. It's not enough to just say, Jesus, I love you, that's awesome to do, but it is about faith and obedience to him, and so we're yeah. here, mm-hmm. you know we're here to encourage you, to spur you on, to love God. And you need people around you to do that, do you not? Yeah. If you stay separated from church too long.
1: You're drifting.
0: You, well, and your mindset changes about a lot of things. The enemy is just talks to us every day in the media through, you know, there's a ton of it out there. And if we don't hook up together and remember, wait a minute, wait a minute, one of my core purposes in life is to love God yes. and make Jesus center. You need people around you that, that want to do the same thing because it'll encourage you. I, I can imagine, I remember when I first came, we first came into a church that worshiped God with some passion. I oh, yeah. grew up Catholic. He grew up Lutheran. It was pretty quiet and pretty, you know, you could hear somebody, (coughs) it was like, oh, who coughed, you know? (laughs) And so when you walked into a church that, and the people love God, they had a passion for his word, and you're looking at them going, like what some of you saw, you know, us doing this morning, like, yes, you thought, whoa, these people, what are you so excited about?
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, when you make God
0: the center of your life and you begin to understand what He's given us, it's just like what Chris was saying as he was exhorting, like, I yes. can't find the words to like, express, like, how good you are to me. I, would, I looked at those people and thought, I don't know what, I don't exactly even know what they know, but I want it. Yes. I want that in my life. And so this is why it's good to ha- be part of a church that you see this happening, not to be repelled by it, but to go, well, what is it these people are so excited about? And so we're learning to make Jesus the center of our life. Yes. And we need a church body to help us to do that, to encourage us, to point us in a direction It's like, come on, you know. Connect is the second one. We live, you know, our- one of the reasons that we exist is to, help- is to connect, to live in loving relationship yeah. with fellow believers. And I know... That more often than not, people resist connecting and sharing their life with people. We've been pastoring for long enough that I see this over and over and over and over. People resist sharing their life. We like our privacy.
1: But we've got to Don't look too deeply into my life
0: because you're going to see some cracks in my life.
1: That's exactly right. But we all
0: have cracks. We're all a work in progress. Yes. And you're going to be a work in progress and I'm going to be a work in progress till we step off into eternity. Come on. We're all working. Nobody in this church is perfect. Hang around long enough and you'll find it out. You know, it's like...
1: (laughs) Yeah, start to have some fellowship, you'll see all the cracks. I got cracks. But But you you know what? People love me anyhow. (laughs) You know, you got cracks. I love you anyhow. But
0: you need people in your life that can love you in spite of your cracks. Come on. But love you too much to leave you in those cracked areas.
1: That's right. Right? That's right. I mean,
0: without any loving accountability to our, to the bod- in the body of Christ, we're, we grow nowhere. We, we don't grow spiritually. Come on.
1: We need each other. We need
0: each other. Yeah. We need, to, we need to fellowship with each other. We need to connect to know that I'm with the body of Christ and I'm connecting, you know, so I find friendship and fellowship here that's going to spur me on to, right. to know God. It'll
1: build your faith on the journey of life. Right. You'll be stronger.
0: So then another reason we exist, this is our third purpose, is to serve others. Yes. All right? So yes. we're learning to love God, put Jesus center. We want to, we're learning to connect and share our life. Yes. Serving others to learn to live beyond yourself. Yes. All right? I mean, God has brought us into his body, and he's gifted every single person in the right. body of Christ. You may not know it. You may not feel it but you have gifts in there to be discovered and used but your gift is not for yourself it's Come not on. it's for to bless other people so we get we have to discover and step out and, and you and often it's very much something that you enjoy doing anyways yeah that's right but it's just serving other people to live beyond yourself And if we're going to become like Jesus, we want to love him more. He was the greatest servant of all. So we've got to do it. See, these are some of the things you need. You need the church. You need teaching in the church to say, no, I know you might not feel like it, but Scripture says we need to do this. Then it's up to us to obey. The Lord won't come and force you to do anything. But... Hearing the truth actually will bring some accountability before Christ in your life.
1: That's right. Because
0: we can't eventually see Christ, stand before Him one day and say, I didn't know that that's what you wanted for my life. You say, I'll take you back to tw- December 29th, 2019, and say, I that day you heard something. <laughs> and so this is important, these are important yes. things that Amen. we hear Amen. and we apply in our life because really knowledge without any application is but just going to do us nothing. Right. And so we exist okay to love Jesus, make him center, to regularly connect with believers, to live beyond ourselves and serve others and then to grow. Grow up spiritually. Come on. That our character would become more like Jesus. So we all come to Christ It's broken, like I said, cracked places, broken hearts, broken lives. Messed up. And the (laughs) the good news, yeah, is that God's grace and His supernatural power, you know, of His love coming into our our heart has the power to transform and heal those broken places. How does He do it? Well, this goes back to as we trust Him to do it. As we obey his word, we just follow the promptings of his spirit. I mean, we are not meant to stay babes in Christ all of our life. We are meant to grow up spiritually. And you need the church body to help you to grow. You won't do it on your own. You won't. You just won't. (laughs) You'll do a little bit of it, but you need to come together and hear teachings like this that challenge you to take action. You know, here's the reality. Here's what Christ says to do. Let's do it. Yes, and then we could even fellowship around, I have trouble with that. Well, let me pray for you, sister. Let me pray for you, brother. Like, this is part of the power in the body.
1: There is power. So,
0: so we want people around us to call out the good in us, okay? That's why this is how we grow spiritually. People can see the good in you and say, no, I know who, who you are in Christ. Let me encourage you and tell you who you yes. are in Christ, who he made you to be. But also provide reality to us when we need it (laughs) you know when sin is wrecking your life you want somebody like if you're just headed for a cliff it's like you want somebody to come in front of you and say stop you're gonna next step is you're going over you eventually you'd say thank god somebody stepped into my life and stopped me on my destructive path the church is meant to do that amen the church is meant to be that and this is these are some of the ways we grow spiritually and then the last one the purpose is to go to go and tell live out the mission this is not just about pumping ourselves up on sunday morning come on, come on. and going okay i can you know i can do this but to live out the mission because there are people that are lost and on their way to hell and they're dying every day they're dying every second someone dies
1: yes every 2 seconds
0: and so the world is full of people who need to find the hope of eternal life and they find it through a relationship with Christ and Amen. we believe the church is meant to be messengers of that hope. We're sent to a lost and dying world.
1: All right. To
0: give them hope, the living hope like that we just sang about.
1: You know, these five these five are come right out these five purposes come right out of the great commandment. Everybody knows yeah. the great commandment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Boy, that was weak.
0: Yes. We know, we know
1: it. We <laughs> the great commandment and the great commission. And that's where you find those things. Thing is, is that we've got to come to the reality that we're all going to be standing before God. We're going to stand right before Him, and we'll see Him in His glory. And He's going to run through your life. It's real. Each one of us is going to have to give an account of what we did in life. We said that God has a purpose for us. And what we do a lot of times is do our own thing. See, that's off. We've got to walk in His purpose. And really, if you truly love God, if you fear God, the fear of God, we've been praying for the fear of God for, what, six months? The fall upon everybody who comes in this place. If you you really love God, what you're going to do is you're going to want to hear him say to you, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. Come into the joy of your master. Because at that moment, when you stand before him, that's all you want to hear. That's all you want to hear. And as pastors, we're here to help you hear those words. We're here to help you hear those words. Enter the joy of your master. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter the joy of your master. See, there's consequences the way you live. They're eternal. At that point, there's no changing anything. It's what you've done. It's over. And again, our our job is to help you as a body of believers, the church. You are the church. You're the church. This building is a building. You're the church. Yeah, yes. You personally are the church. The breath of Jesus Christ is inside of you. Do you understand? That's the spirit of the living God. Mm-hmm. Christianity is so spiritual, people just look right past it. If we're going to, on this journey, walk with God, live out His purpose, what's going to happen to you, to me, is that we're going to start living a separated life from the world. Pastor Mamie says that, you know, what does she say? Well, you're going to church on Sunday, that's the goofiest thing you could ever do. You're going to a prayer meeting? You're going to two prayer meetings? Jesus, so Pete, have you lost your mind? Yes, I have lost my mind. I have the mind of Christ now. <laughs>
0: <Yeah. Amen. laughs>
1: so what we want to do is take a look at the model of the early church because the early church changed the world. Look at this. Acts chapter 2, 42. This is what the church did. Pull that up. Let's see it. I want you to understand what you're reading. You need to read every single word because Jesus says his words are spirit and they are life. They're spirit and they are life. Every single word here is what you want to absorb. This is the early church. And they steadfastly Persevered, devotedly devoting themselves constantly to the instruction and the fellowship of the apostles, to the breaking of bread, including the Lord's Supper and prayer. They devoted themselves to what? The apostles' teaching. You know you have in your hand the apostles' teaching? This is the apostles' teaching. And here's the thing. Remember, you and I are going to stand before Jesus Christ, and he says, Here it is. What did you do? See, we're here to help you. We're here to help you. We're here to help you hear, well done, good and faithful servant, into the joy of your master. The apostles' teaching is the word of God. It's the word of God. Breaking of bread and the Lord's Supper. We do that. We're going to have the Lord's Supper here today. (laughs) Hallelujah is right. And prayer. Pastor Mamie says it. You know, if you don't come and fellowship, you're not going to see my cracks. You're not going to be able to help me. But if I and you get together, I might see your cracks. And then all of a sudden, I can help you. We're the body of Christ. We're becoming whole. Amen? Whole. Praise God for that. They devoted themselves to these things. They devoted themselves to these things. They were what? They were building community. That's it. The early church changed the world. A church on fire can change this town. People have to be all in, not separated. If we're the body of Christ and you're not here, oh, a part is missing. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, that's an artery to my hand. Now I can't use it. Mm -hmm. Friendship, fellowship, discipleship. That's what the church is all about. Friendship, fellowship, discipleship. Discipleship. People want to skip that part. But you can't. Do, do you want to be whole? Do you want the Spirit of God to flow through you? Yes, you do. Absolutely. Look at this. Ephesians chapter 1. This is, this, this is, this is pull that up. This is the living Word of God. And if you're born again, He's talking about you. You and me. these words are spirit and they're life. This is, the, this is the living Word of God. Read every single word and allow it to come into you because it's spirit and life. In him, in who? In Jesus.. Mm-hmm. In Jesus, in Him, we also were made God's heritage, and we obtained an inheritance. For we have been ordained in accordance with His purpose. Who works out everything in agreement with the counsel and design of His own will. There's a lot in there for you. Mm -hmm. You could chew on that for months. Just the one scripture. Because it tells you who you are. What God has done. What's he going to do? He's talking about his purpose for your life. Not your purpose, his purpose. Again, we're going to stand before him and he's going to say, believe me in that moment. You're going to be able to hear all the warnings he gave to you. All we need to do is is yield to him, humble ourselves and yield to him. And when we do that, his spirit lives right through us. God didn't ask the church for their opinion. Do you see that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like that, that he's working it all out. In the counsel and design of his own will, <laughs> it's like he's doing his own thing.
1: Right. He, he, he didn't ask us. It says his plan, he has a plan and purpose for his body, the church. It is to function as he wills. Yeah. Function as he wills. But, listen, God's will can be resisted, can't it? Because mm-hmm. you and I have all done it. Yeah. We've resisted the grace of God. And you know what the grace of God does? Gives you power to live. Grace isn't just something, I'm going to forgive you of your sins. When you recognize you are forgiven of your sins, you're going to want Jesus more and more. How do we frustrate the grace of God? Being lukewarm, being casual about Jesus The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, casual, lukewarm, sinful lifestyle, boom. Hello, don't think you're going to keep making progress in sinful lifestyle. You're going to bump against the wall, bump against the wall, bump against the wall. And there's many times that God will be warning you. And we just heard today from somebody, said, these people laughed it off. Oh, yeah, I know, I'm living in sin. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. I'll split hell wide open. (laughs) Whoa. This is a reality, guys. It's a reality. Look at Philippians chapter 2. Again, this is the living word of God. It says, So then, my beloved, that's a beautiful thing he's looking at us, isn't it? So then, my beloved, just if you always obeyed, not as in my presence. Only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, Ah, not in your own strength. For it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and the desire both to will and to work for His good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. Receiving His supernatural grace is for a reason. (laughs) But this is calling us to be set apart from the world. And He gives us grace, the power, Mm -hmm. to do it. He's effectually, all the while, within you working for you to do His good pleasure. But just like I said, you can resist the grace of God. You can nullify His plans for your life. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you right now, when you stand before Him, His will will be standing firm. And you might be off by 5, 10, 15 degrees. Mmm, bad news. The will of God will stand. See, the early church devoted themselves to... Some very simple, basic things. (laughs) Really. They locked arms around it. They said, this is who we are. This is where we're going. They weren't ashamed of it. They were not ashamed of it. Mm -hmm. The apostles' teaching. You have the apostles' teaching right here. Right here. It's a living word. Oh my God, this is Jesus. And the more you feed on this, the more he becomes real in your life. The more sensitive you become to hear his voice. Stir your heart into the right path. He'll do it for you. Do not resist the grace of God. You know, the early church, they didn't have a how-to book. <laughs> they didn't know what really the church was like, but they started it. And how did they do it? They were led by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. They were led by the Holy Spirit. So they stayed with the apostles' teaching, which is the Word of God. <laughs> they fellowshiped together. Mm-hmm. When you fellowship together with other Christians, guess who's in the midst of you? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's here right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He knows what I'm saying. He knows what you're thinking. He knows it all. Yeah. And well, I do think we
0: forget that they did not have written scriptures yet.
1: They had the Old Testament.
0: They had Old Testament, but they They were led by the Holy Spirit. And when you look at what they did, just like what Pastor Steve's saying, you realize wow, these are the things, this is what the Holy Spirit led them to do in order to gain power. They changed the world. Yeah, to change the world. And so to build, this is on our outline, to build community, it's going to take common unity. It's like like the word itself. Yes. some common unity, locking arms around some there things this go. is what the Holy Spirit taught them to do, just spontaneously being led by Him. Get together, stay together, and do some of these basic things. And it said uh, these are the people that ended up turning the world upside down. Just fellowship. You know, friendships would be made. Discipleship began. Yes. You know, and so this is on our outline, community is necessary then. To grow, like grow in power, to grow as a disciple. Come on. The early church was built around some basic things that I think the the modern church has just gotten off base with. I just heard, listened to a message, Francis Chan was speaking, and he was talking about an incident where a man from India uh, was saying, he was chuckling about the American church. And he said, you know, you Americans are kind of funny That, you know, the things that you all gather around, that you flock to, or like when you, well, your favorite preacher is preaching.
1: Can we turn that off? Can we turn that off, yeah.
0: (laughs) Go ahead. Your favorite preacher is preaching. Your favorite band is playing at the church. Well,
1: there you go, too.
0: You know, they've got the smoke and the
1: the whatever
0: it is that, you know, is so appealing to you. He said, you know what we gather for here in India? When we hear that the Lord's Supper is going to be served, we're going to partake of the Lord's Supper. We're going to break bread together with the body of Christ. He said, we people gather, people leave and go in groups in order to gather for the Lord's Supper. And I think to myself, you know, people here in America almost can't wait to get out of church. It's like, I'm here, (laughs) Zoom, the door's open, boom, we're out the door. (laughs) You know, no one's, I mean, caring, not no one, but I mean, sometimes there, there needs to be more interest in caring to, how's the body doing here? How are you doing? Do you need prayer for anything? I need prayer. Can I stop and ask for prayer? Right. I mean, the early church couldn't wait to gather together, and they did it regularly. We need to learn something from that. Look, we need common unity of purpose to grow into Christ. There you go. That's on our outline. We need common unity of purpose. See, this is the point of this message is that we need to gather together and lock arms around the purpose of why this church exists. Or we're just kind of scattered pieces of the body parts doing our own thing, and there's no power to it.
1: Right. Come on.
0: I mean, look at what this says in here, Ephesians 2, 19 to 22. It says... Powerful. Powerful words. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens. Hallelujah. But you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household. Mm. It's talking about people who've given their life to Christ. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building mm, there we are, being fitted together is growing into what? A holy. holy temple in the Lord. See, this is the Lord's design. This is his will for his church in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. Yes. I mean, consider what this is actually saying about a believer's life. Like, you're a fellow citizen in God's household. There's a greater picture to our life. Come on. A spiritual dimension that we will one day all enter into. We're We're in a different dimension here. But you are a fellow citizen in the spirit of God's household. I mean, your life... And my life is meant to be built upon, like, obedience then yes. to, this, to the teaching. We, when we come to Christ, we need so much mind renewal. No, do we not? Come on. Boy. I mean, you're a dwelling place of God. The Holy Spirit, if you're a believer, dwells on the inside of you. You are one part, a member of a body yes. of Christ. You're a member in particular. But you're meant to belong to a group of people called, the, like, a local church, a yep. local body of Christ. You see how... Apart from that, you're just kind of functioning somewhere out there on your own. It's in whom you are being built together into a dwelling place of God for the Spirit. And so, look at this picture. I want to show you this picture. I mean, because the local church is a reflection of Christ's body that's being built together. I don't know how well you can see that. Someone did this drawing for us years ago. 1995 is the little... Yeah. When we were, had, had a Bible study after we came back from Bible school, it was up on our third floor in our home, and we were talking a lot about being a member of the body of Christ, and I remember saying, like, think about it, like, Christ would look at his body, and somewhere if you're in Christ, you're in there. Yep. You are a part of his body. And so, that per, he, he was inspired and drew this picture, and he gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is... His body. The fullness. There you go. The fullness of Him dwells in His body. That's powerful. We need revelation of that. The fullness of Christ dwells in His body. Do we even honor that thought? Come on. Are you... Find your... You know, you might think, well, I don't know if I'm just the little tip of the finger. You're still in the body. You're an important part. Amen. No matter where you are, every part is gifted. Every part is empowered by His grace. Every part is meant to be functioning Come on. as a part of the other part of the right. body. Yep. Do you see how false and how wrong it is to just consider yourself, well, I go to a church, and I, yes, I'm, I, I'm a believer, but do, do you see yourself, the vitalness of seeing yourself as a dwelling place of God? And you do need to find your tribe of people, like your, yes. lo, your, your local church that God directs you to. So that you can grow. We want to be a joint that supplies. A a willingness to like lock arms and say, I'm not sure what God has for me here, but I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. And then commit to be faithful and see what the Holy Spirit does in you. This is the will of God for His church. This is, this is the will of God that will stand for us. It
1: will stand, for sure. There's no question about it. See, now the Holy Spirit's been speaking to us today. I mean, if, if you're dull, you haven't heard any of it. But if you're alive in Christ, everything has been piercing you. Everything is coming into you. That's how the Holy Spirit works. Pastor Mamie says we're in a different dimension, which we are. However, God wants us to live in both dimensions. He wants us to become comfortable in the spirit realm. And the only way you can do that is with the power of the Holy Spirit.
0: So we started the message talking about life transformation. Like, are you serious about life transformation? Because the Lord's serious about it. His grace is there to provide it. But we must believe in the grace of God that's there for us. You know, where sin increased and abounded, the scripture says grace did much more abound to us. That's right.
1: And the church is here to help you become transformed. It's not just you come in on Sunday and then it's a religious act. And now you can walk out and say, well, I did it. That's cool. You can feel the presence of God, which will give you energy and power for a while. But you need to lock arms with a body of believers so that that power, that energy, that reality can flow through you.
0: Yeah. I mean, think of, again, this amazing truth about the privilege that we've been given as believers to be called saints in God's household. Come on. In God's household.
1: Have know, you made... All...
0: Go, Just...
1: Go for it. You're preaching good, so I want to hear what you're saying.
0: Well, saints, I think of that word, like I think we're saints. It says we're saints in God's household because we all know there are parts of our life that are not too saintly.
1: Come on. Can I hear it? amen? Yeah, she's talking about me, all of us. You
0: know, So I, just, I think to myself, you know, people, and the question is, like, so am I a sinner or am I a, a saint? And this is really the tension that we live in. There
1: you go. That's true. In this life, yep. you
0: know, we are saints in God's household, yet we do still stumble and sin, do we not?
1: Everyone. Sometimes.
0: I mean, sometimes we come to Christ and we struggle for a while to be free of old sinful habits that just, you know, want to say no, you know, you're not going to live a new life. Because Scripture says if anybody comes to Christ, you know, the old is gone. The new has come. Come And yet we like struggle with these old sinful habits. Like, well, which is it? Am I a sinner or am I a saint? In God's eyes, you become a saint in in His household. And and knowing that and believing that is what's going to give you the power to step away from that old sinful lifestyle.
1: Separated.
0: It's believing that He loves me, that He's for me, and His grace will empower me. If I say yes, I want... To go in your direction, Lord. He'll give you grace to do it. Because in the mind of Christ, he looks at his body. He's like, I died to give you resurrection life. I called you to freedom from sin. Yes. Right? Not to live continually under its slavery. Mm -hmm. Because there is a slavery sense to sin, is there not? But you have to want to be free. Yes. So that you can run your race and finish it with joy. You have to want it. And you, I'm telling you, there'll be times in your life as you walk with Christ, you're going to have to like dig deep and say, I Come will on. not go back there. Yeah. Come on. I am a new creation in Christ. This is not an easy walk very often. This is why you need the body around you to go, you know what? I've been there. Like Susan, yeah. I know what you're going through. I've been there. I've, I've, let me tell you how the Holy Spirit helped me. And then there's strength that comes. Yes. There's insight that comes. So we cannot do this on our own. We've been given a gift of righteousness through the blood of Christ, and that blood has freed us from all of our sins.
1: Yes, freed. You know,
0: and so we don't chains are
1: broken. Yes, no hold on you. Boom, boom, boom. What do you think? See, the Bible says, "Whomever you yield to, you become a slave to." That's a scary thought, but. If you yield to Jesus, like Pastor yeah. Mamie says, it's resurrection life. life. Yeah. You, you catch it in the spirit realm. You understand it in the spirit. And this is what I think, this is why we're going to
0: take communion. We're going to do it a little bit differently today. Yeah. Because I believe the early church instinctively by the freshness and the power of the Holy Spirit understood this. That when we come together. You know, they devoted themselves to just put themselves into the submission to Christ. They remembered, like, no, you died, you resurrected from the grave. Some of them lived to witness that, to see him in the flesh and tell about it. This is how many of these scriptures were written. And so they drew on that strength together. They looked, they, when they broke bread yes. together, they, in, in remembrance of the what we call now the Lord's Supper, it wasn't some religious experience. They were literally going, by the grace of God, you know, we are, we are welcomed into your household and mm. we will stand by the grace of God. We will declare your goodness. And so, we, we want to partake of communion today in a little bit different way. Yeah. The, the, what we so want, want to, to do,
1: I want to read. If you've got your Bible, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Because this is very important. We're going to yield to the Spirit of the living God. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Love to hear those pages turn. You can punch it in on your phone really quick, too. <laughs> Look what it says here. Verse, Verse 23.
0: Twenty-three.
1: For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Verse 28. Going to go, going to Look at verse 28. This is how we can take communion. But let every man, every person, every man, every woman examine themselves so let him eat the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks eat and drinks judgment to himself if he does not judge the body rightly. For this reason many of you are weak and sick and a number sleep. But if we judge ourselves rightly we should not be judged. But when we are judged We are disciplined by the Lord in order that we may not be condemned along with the world. So I want you to look at yourself, judge yourself. Because when you judge yourself, you're going to find a fault, aren't you? That's where we go to heaven. This is where we go to the living Jesus and ask him to forgive us of our sin. Strengthen and empower us so that we can overcome that sin. And that's why communion is very important because you're partaking of the blood and the body of Christ. And what we're going to do today, we're going to do communion in a different way. We're going to ask everybody to come forward and get their own, and then I want you to stand around here and we'll take communion together as the body of Christ.
0: So if you're a believer, then you're welcome to partake of the Lord's Supper. And so when we just come on forward, we're going to we're a small enough group here I think we can
1: I think we'll be able to forward and come up here
0: we're move up. Mm-hmm. no not to we're done as soon as we're done yeah. worship team everybody and yeah. we're just gonna come on Chris take it and we're just gonna maybe make a little circle yeah we'll make here. a
1: circle here the body of believers, praise God.
0: We're doing this to help remind ourselves, even in a physical way, that we are a part of a body. And I don't know if God's, you know, led you here to want to partner with us and be a part. That's an important thing to even ask the Lord, where? Where's my body? <laughs> That you want me to be a part of, to use my gifts to serve, to connect with other people, yes. to find the, your life. Come on, we'll just go this yeah, way. Come so on. We're not
1: so squeezed. Yeah, come this on. If this side way. runs out, come over yeah, here. Yeah, but and I mean, move,
0: move the but people come
1: this come way on, come so on. we're not all, yeah. Come on, don't stand back. We're, we're a body of believers. Come close. Come close. That's all right. Yeah, no, that's it. There we go. Yeah, come on. Now we're getting it. Lock arms. This is what we're going to do. We're going to take this as a family, as the body of Christ. Come on, Dean. Yeah. Matthew, you got some? There's more over here. Yes, the Holy Spirit's going to just rest on you. You're going to experience His very presence right now. So,
0: Father, we recognize your body just in this wafer. We know it's just symbolic. But, Jesus, we put ourselves in remembrance of what you did for us. And we judge ourselves, Lord, according to your word and your design for the body of Christ. You know, am I. Do I view the body with respect? Do I? Am I a living part of it? Am I a member? Am I doing my part? Help.
1: Am I a joint that supplies? Yes.
0: And so just allow yourself to be, judge yourself before the Lord. Ask Him personally if you need forgiveness and grace to empower you to obey His will. Yes. And then let's just, we just break this knowing that in the breaking of your body, Lord, we, if we find through that death we found life.
1: Jesus said this cup represents His blood. The Bible declares there's life in the blood. His blood was spilled for the forgiveness of your sins. We understand that we live in a tension where, you know, am I a saint? Am I a sinner? We, we all fight this. And you and I will fight this until our last breath. But the more we yield to the spirit of the living God, the more we will resist and be separated from sin. Yes.
0: And, Lord, we just acknowledge our sonship, our daughtership. Yes. In your kingdom as your children, Lord, we acknowledge the power of this blood to break the power of sin in our life. You rose from the grave. You defeated sin and death. And so as we partake of this, Lord, we ask you to empower us by your spirit yes. to walk free of the sin, some of those sins that so easily beset us, Lord. Thank you, Father. That we do this, Lord, in faith and in hope. Yes.
1: The living word Lord. of yes. God says... Hallelujah. For believers, therefore, there is no condemnation in Christ. No condemnation in Christ. You're not condemned. You're free, totally free. And then we live it out by His power, His grace, and our obedience to it. It's all available. Let us not find ourselves resisting the will of God for our lives. We need each other. We have to have each other. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: The apostles teaching, which we have right here. The letters to the church. You see, it wasn't letters to the individual. It was letters to the church. the fellowship, the breaking of bread, the Lord's Supper. That's what church is all about. We become a family of God that empowers us to live out His will. And
0: And go tell. And go tell. Go tell the good news. So Jesus, we love you. We worship you. We thank you for this time together. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you teach us. Personally and as a group corporately, Lord. We look forward to 2020. Yes. Good things to come in our lives, Lord, as we put our trust deeper and deeper into you and a desire to obey you, Lord. Yes. In every just every simple way in our life. We worship you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.